Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome into the Scraby Show here Wednesday night on 97.3 The Fan. Kind of a slow day. Kind of been a slow week. Kind of been a slow month. But I guess that's what January is all about. So... We're going to be talking about the uh, biggest news of the day here in just a second, and that would be Jim Harbaugh hired by an NFL team. So if you're getting in your car right now, heading home from work, yes, Jim Harbaugh is going to be headed back to the NFL, will not be coaching at Michigan anymore. So we will get into that in here in just a second. You can watch the show on YouTube, X, or Facebook. We're streaming the show live right now. So if you want to chat with us, you can at uh, YouTube by searching 97.3 The Fan. All of the stations are up there now. So I uh, would recommend you go and subscribe to 97.3 The Fan. I've seen the subscription numbers go up and up, and I know that we're just going to keep getting more and more content out there for everybody throughout the baseball season i know personally i'm I'm looking forward to trying some new stuff this year for for this show and i'm going to be trying to bring some you know maybe interviews that i normally wouldn't do and and things of that nature i want to kind of step out of my comfort zone a little bit and try to do some cool stuff after all i mean i do I, i can't believe it but i do have access to the padres clubhouse i don't know if they know that but i do and I'm allowed to go in there, and I'm allowed to go and uh, ask players questions. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing during the year. Uh, but we're just really building up the show. I appreciate everybody who's given me um, a lot of feedback. And it's all good feedback. Some of it's negative feedback. And I don't mind negative feedback. I just want it to be phrased in a way of, like, you could be better. Or, you know, instead of just saying, you stink, that they should fire you. It's like, you stink, and here's why. And I will definitely take that and use it. Uh, one of the other things that is going on in the chat, and uh, right now we got a good chat going, so if you want to join that chat, you should. Matt's there, Maria's there, NY Mike 8's there, Anthony's there, Evan's there. So they have been asking what they should call themselves, like people who listen to the Scraby show. And, uh, you know, the, the, the best thing about my last name is that it can really be turned into anything. You can add words to it you could add letters to it you could add whatever you want to it and it still sounds like a real name uh so we were thinking on the chat i said they said what should we call ourselves one of them said scrabites another one said scrabenites i said scrabenators so there's three of them right now I personally feel uncomfortable naming the people that listen to the show, but they can come up with their own name if you want to. So in the chat, come up with a name. But I like I like uh, Javier says the Scrabies. I like all of it, but I am personal to or am, I don't know what the word is. I am really liking the Scrabinators. 
I think that's hilarious. Matt says Scraby's babies. I know. I know. I, I have never heard that before, ever. Scraby babies. But I like that one, too. All the names are very nice. So we'll figure it out as we go along. But, you know, those are the big decisions I'm making here on this show in this uh, time slot. What is everybody going to say? What is everybody going to call me? And, um, yes, Scrabites. I'm getting a chat from Annabelle. Scrabites, Scrabites sounds like a combo of scabies and rapites. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that either. So we're going to move forward from that one and get as far away from that as possible. But I think it's time for our news of the day. And that would be the number one story everybody is talking about right now. If I look up on ESPN right now, the bottom line is showing this news story. I've seen NFL Network show this news story many times. But former Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh just won the national championship. He has been hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, there are many different reasons as to why he would leave Michigan. I personally don't know why he left Michigan, and I know that he probably has some goals left in the NFL. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to coach in another Super Bowl. He wants that kind of lifestyle, and he's already done it once. He did his four years with the 49ers, and the 49ers were very good. He turned them completely around. I know that when Harbaugh was hired as the head coach, I wasn't sure what we were going to get. We, as if I'm on the team. But he ended up making the team that I thought was not very good, he made them good, and he took them to the NFC Championship. And so I really um, I really think that this could be a move that is made to fulfill some lifelong goals. Also, here's another thought. It could be a move because he's running from upcoming sanctions. I've been seeing that on X. I've been seeing that on uh, the chat here. And that could be true because... Although the Big Ten already did their punishment, we don't know what else is coming for Michigan. We don't know if there's anything else that's going to happen to Michigan. So maybe he is kind of running from these types of infractions. Uh, he was suspended twice this year for Michigan. So I, I know I've been kind of um, taking playing it too cool about Jim Harbaugh. But being suspended twice is a big deal, especially in a year that you win the national championship. So I... I really, it's kind of a sad day for Michigan because I think he came there after he left the 49ers and he was committed to Michigan. He really wanted to turn that program around and he did. They won a national championship and now he's just gone with the Chargers. And if I were Jim Harbaugh, I would stay at Michigan forever. They love him there and they were willing to do anything to get him to stay with Michigan. They, they, Stood by him through everything that he had happened with the suspensions and all of that. And they were willing to reportedly give him a lot of money. Like, a lot of money. Over $15, $20 million a year type of money. Which is insane. Because he's a college football coach. But, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm hoping that the grass is greener on the other side. And the grass, as we all know, isn't always greener on the other side. And I think with the ownership of the Chargers... There's some questions as to how this is going to work. I, I really definitely am curious to see how Jim Harbaugh is going to work with the front office. Just because of all the rumors that I heard while he was with the 49ers that he ba he bashed heads. He butted heads with the front office of the 49ers. And he was uh, you know, an abrasive person at times. And I think all head coaches are abrasive at times. But 
I don't see the Chargers able to kind of rein it in. As the 49ers tried to rein it in, it didn't work, and so they went their separate ways. But I don't see – I think the Chargers are kind of like, hmm, I don't know if I can make this comparison. I guess I can. But it seems like the Chargers front office and bosses and owners are like the substitute teacher where you could kind of act out during class. And while you're watching the movie or whatever, you could act out. Because I don't see them going to him and saying, you have to change things. I just don't see it. And it's really, it's really, really, um, I don't think it's going to work in the long run. I don't think it's going to work in the long run. I'm going to read a chat. Patrick said, I may get some pushback, but... Bleep it. Why, why, why are we still talking about the team that Mr. Jerkweed ripped from our hearts? I understand. I've been here through this whole thing. I've been here through this whole thing. When they left, I was on the air with my the morning show that I worked with. I don't pay attention to the Chargers at all, really, anymore. I know of their team. I'm a fantasy football guy. I'm an NFL guy. So I definitely know what the Chargers got going on, and I am aware of what they got going on. But even here on the show, just because we, just because they moved, we can't just not talk about them forever. And I may take some heat for that, but I think at some point, it's it, it's just that team up the road. And so when big news like this happens, I think that's why we're talking about it. And this is big news. The national championship head coach is leaving college to go and coach the Chargers. And then he'll try to be the fourth coach of all time to win a Super Bowl if he can win one. And he's already got the national title. So there's only three other coaches before him that did that. Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, and Pete Carroll. So I think maybe that's something that I think that's maybe something that people or he would want to do is be on that list. But I understand why people don't like talking about the Chargers. And honestly, on this show, or not this show, but the Gwyn and Chris show, we don't really ever talk about the Chargers unless they're in the news. So that's why we're talking about it right now. I can't just turn my back on a news story, mostly because I need the news story tonight. How slow of a day it was. When we heard about the Jim Harbaugh stuff, I said, thank you. I said to Tony, thank you to the sports gods because they gave me something to talk about. And I understand why it would hurt people, but anyway. All right. Let's move to our second news story of the day. And that would be something that we didn't talk about on the show earlier, but it's another NFL topic. Nick Sirianni survives as coach of the Eagles, but he's going to have a limited uh, control over the offense. So he, as we know, throughout the the end of the year, the, the latter part of the season for the Eagles, they were not very good. They lost a bunch of games. They went into the playoffs skidding away, and they ended up losing the first game of the playoffs to the Buccaneers. Well, I guess they had a big meeting between Nick Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman, and they did come to the, the, the decision that they're going to keep Nick Sirianni as a head coach, but what they're going to do is they're going to have him have or hire out an offensive coordinator, and he's going to have a lot less control over the offense. And he even admitted during his press conference that the Eagles offense got stale at the end of the 2023 season, and he wants to bring in a new OC with fresh ideas. This is I, I, I like what the Eagles did here because 
outside of what the uh, what the Bucks did when they fired Adrian Griffin after you know forty three games or whatever it was forty five games, I like that they're going to give Nick Sirianni one more year to try and f- turn it around and try and figure it out. Obviously, he's a good coach. Players loved him. He got him to a Super Bowl. He had a really good team last year. So I don't think he deserves to be fired after one bad season. And we're talking about a bad season. It's like he went to the playoffs. I don't think that's a terrible season for most teams. But for the Eagles, they had Super Bowl aspirations this year, and they didn't reach reach the Super Bowl. They didn't even come close to the Super Bowl. But I think this is a good decision for the Eagles to keep this kind of – to keep Sirianni in charge – and to give the players something in the offseason to hang their hat on that, yes, our coach is going to be our coach. We don't have to worry about anything else. And I really um, – I believe that the the Eagles believe in Nick Sirianni. That's why they're giving him this choice. And you know what? Your chance. And you know what? I think also Nick Sirianni is – if he's going to truly step back and he's going to – let the offensive coordinator run the offense, let the defensive coordinator run the defense. And then he can, and special teams is run by the special teams coordinator. He can just focus on the three aspects of the game, which is said, which is what he wants to do. Offense, defense, special teams, be like the the manager of all of that. And if he can do that, I think it will work. And I think the most successful coaches are the ones who are able to delegate and who are able to kind of put some of the in-game work on the assistant coaches. And I think um, I think the Eagles are going to rebound next year. I definitely think they're going to rebound, and I don't really like saying that, but you know, you know, I have to say it because that's what I think it is, and I'm going to not lie. I'm not Ryan Clark. I didn't lie to everybody all year about how he thought Brock Purdy was a good quarterback, and then boom, he says he's not a good quarterback anymore. If you want to hear that, you can go back to Gwen and Chris from yesterday. The third and final story of news of the day is something that I found pretty interesting. Draymond Green's suspensions were a part of why Grant Hill didn't put him in the player pool for the 2024 Olympics in Paris. I I really uh, I like this by Grant Hill because it's not like it's not like Draymond Green can act out and do all these things with no punishment or repercussions. Obviously, this last time was kind of the last time for the NBA. It was kind of the last time for others. And it's the last time for Grant Hill. And so if Draymond Green wants to get back on this team and Draymond Green wants to play in the Olympics in Paris, then he's going to have to work his way back into the good graces of Grant Hill. But what I like that Grant Hill did is he made Draymond be accountable for his actions. Instead of just looking the other way and say, oh, Draymond's a great player. Draymond needs to be on this team. He did a good thing and put his foot down and said, I don't want a guy like that on my team right now. He didn't close the door on Draymond. Draymond has been a part of the last uh, two U.S. men's Olympic gold medal winning teams in 2016 and then last time in 2021. So he has the experience. He has some gold medals, but I'm a fan of Grant Hill for this, and I appreciate him. I, I appreciate him really doing that. I appreciate him standing up to someone who maybe sort of kind of wasn't stood up to in the past, but now... People or now Draymond knows his actions will have consequences, and if he wants to stay in the NBA, if he wants to be on this uh, Paris 2024 Olympic team, then he needs to get on the. I, I already said this earlier today, but I guess I'll say it again. He needs to shape up or ship out, as my mom used to say to me all the time. So Draymond Green not on the 2024 Paris team, but Grant Hill maybe teaching him a good lesson, maybe. 
All right, you're listening to the Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, let's look at some of the comments. We have, I think, Sirianni surrounded by competent OC and DC will be a winner. Uh, we have about Tom Telesco going to the Raiders. Tom to LV is kind of shaky, but at least he can focus on players and not management. Scraby, I hope you're having a great day. Thank you very much, Stan Cactus Man. Uh, I might be alone here, but does anyone else feel that Sirianni has a punch-me face? <laughs> I guess it is fitting considering the team he coaches. Thank you, Ben. Eagles are somewhat hard to handle at times. Uh, Evan says, Joe Musgrove is underrated. I agree with that. So those are some of the chats right now. If you want to come watch the show, you can in uh, YouTube. Just go to ni- or go to YouTube and search 97.3 The Fan or go to our Facebook or go to our X. All of that good stuff. All right, when we get back, I, I know I talked about the A's last week, but and I wasn't planning on talking about the A's really ever again. But the owner of the A's, John Fisher, actually spoke to the media. Like, this is a big deal. I have never seen what this guy even looks like. I've never heard the sound of his voice. I've never heard him talk to the media. So we're going to play the audio. We're going to see what he has to say. And we'll see if we feel any better about it when we get back on The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan. During the break, I went to the vending machine to see if that situation was any better, and it wasn't. Um, I'm going to have to have a talk with management. I'm actually not going to have a talk with management. I get really nervous when I go talk with management. I'm sure everybody's the same way. Like, I always have these conversations in my head about what I'm going to say to my bosses, like on the way down to work or when I'm thinking about, oh, I have a meeting later with them and it's like a review meeting. I I know what I'm going to say to them. And then I walk into the room and I sit down and I'm really nervous and I just listen and then I say dumb things and then we move on our merry way and I shouldn't have been nervous at all. I, You know what? I'm noticing a pattern. Last night I said that I get nervous before the show just because I have an hour and I don't, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But I guess I get nervous and I don't have to worry about things a lot. I should probably listen to myself a little bit. 
Um, what's my go-to vending machine snack from the Cactus Man? Depends on what we have, but here we got nothing. We got so little in our vending machine. I mean, during COVID, I think it was, the vending machine ate my money, and we had a whole big segment about why the Mentos were in this this section. But when we're talking about Mentos in a vending machine, I think you know what the options are. They got some other things like um, Skinny Pop, I think it is. They got some, like, Nutri-Grain bars. They got some, like, chips. But it's one of the saddest situations in the world. And so I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to know, or I'm going to have to know. I'm going to have to go take a picture one of these days and show everybody about that because it is the one, one of the saddest situations in the world. All right. Uh, the A's. I am, we are not in Oakland. I know that. We're not in Las Vegas. I know that. But there's something about what the A's are doing that really bothers me. And moving, it's inevitable in some cases in sports. But I think moving for the wrong reasons is what bothers me the most. And we just talked about it last segment. Chargers moved. I didn't personally think that they had, I didn't personally think that they uh, needed to move, but they, you know, it was, it was a, it was a confluence of events where the city wasn't working with the Chargers. The Chargers weren't working with the city. And I am, you know, I feel bad that that didn't work out. Now the A's on the other hand, and the Chargers were actually trying to win back then. So the Chargers were putting money into their team and all that. The A's have not put money into their team in years. And the A's have had one of the worst teams in baseball for the last at least three years. And this is all because the owner of the A's, John Fisher, really wants to save money for his move to Las Vegas. So he had this event in Las Vegas. I think it was called Preview Las Vegas. And so he showed up and he talked to some of the people in the crowd and he also had a little media scrum with the media members after his uh, introduction. And they asked him about moving from Oakland and what are his thoughts on it. And here's what he said. Um, I started out as a Giants fan before we bought the A's. Uh, I, you know, it, there's, there's no words that I can say. Um, that are going to make people at home who are really upset about the team uh, leaving uh, feel better about the team or about me. Um, so you know, all I can do is, is, is say I gave everything I had um, to try and make things work. And, um, you know, we're, we're very excited to be coming to Las Vegas. And, you know, this is where our new home is going to be. So it sounds like the dreams of the A's kind of the, the A's in Las Vegas falling through are not going to happen. It seems like it's pretty much a done deal that they're going to be moving to Las Vegas. But I think the the quote that irked one of my cousins who texted me said that John Fisher gave everything he had. I don't think that he did give everything he had, because if he would have given everything he had, he would have put more money into that team. There are fans that support the A's. The A's have a very big fan base, and they have a pretty hardcore fan base. And to say that he gave everything he had while he's putting out the terrible rosters that he's putting out year after year, being the lowest roster or lowest payroll team in baseball, that to me is not trying. You're not giving a reason for the fans to come and see your games. You're not giving a reason for the fans to go and buy your jerseys, buy concessions. You're not giving a reason to all any any of that, and so that that rung very hollow to me. Uh, as someone who 
I guess I, I feel like he's someone who is just looking towards the future. He does not care about the past. And so this is his, his stance now, and he's going to go forward this way, which I guess for him, he has to do that because he's made the decision. You live with it. You have to die by it as well. But when you're putting out teams as bad as the A's have been over the years, I don't think that's respect to your fans whatsoever. And I really don't think that is trying hard. Now, is it that the city of Oakland and the A's couldn't come together on anything? Well, yeah, that's part of it too. The city of Oakland also wants to protect itself. But I think I, I just I just don't understand why I guess when they were talking about building this stadium in Oakland or Fremont or wherever it was in the East Bay, they were John Fisher's this was a while back, so it's not like recent, but John Fisher's big thing was that he wanted an entertainment center. He wanted somewhere where they could have concerts and they can have all these different things. But you know, I think that's great and everything, but you're in it for baseball. You're not you're not in it for everybody else. Now, the Padres already had a stadium, and they're running their own stadium, and they do a really good job at running the stadium. They bring in big acts all the time. But this guy is only looking at the money. He's only looking at how much money he can make. He does not care about the team. So the I gave everything I had, don't buy it. One second. For one second. Don't buy it at all. And this, as you can tell, gets me a little angry. I don't like it when I don't like it when rich people kind of talk down to us like we're stupid and we can't see through their lies. Like sometimes rich people are so far removed from regular society they don't really actually remember what it's like to be a real human being. But that sounds like to me someone who's living in the clouds. And I, I just can't get behind someone who's living in the clouds like that. So John Fisher. You did not, in my opinion, give everything you had. Definitely did not. All right. Uh, I just got a tweet, actually, from Sean. This is a, a good comment. Well, Harbaugh, he's done. Let's see who pitched the portal. And, or Yeah, who pitched the portal and bounces from Michigan. That is another wrinkle of these coaching changes that when a coach leaves, players are going to leave, too. So this not only affects... This not only affects Jim Harbaugh and his family in Michigan. This affects everything. He if it affects it affects like families. It affects those kids that have already committed. They have to maybe possibly find a new school now. And I'm not saying he shouldn't do things. He shouldn't have taken this job, Jim Harbaugh, because it was because they'll they'll be okay. But it does these these Nick Saban re- retirement and Jim Harbaugh leaving, and then you got Kalen DeBoer going to the Alabama team, and then you got the Arizona coach going to Washington, and the San Jose coach state coach going to Arizona. Just lots of craziness and moving around in college football this year. And as everybody's saying, yes, I will make the joke that Jim Harbaugh is just running from all the problems that he has with Michigan, and I don't know that that's true, but. A five-year deal from the Los Angeles Chargers. That is, that I mean, that's spot on, as we said. That's kind of the going rate now. But I didn't think that when I was going to be doing the show tonight, we would be talking about Jim Harbaugh coaching the Los Angeles Chargers. Really didn't. I know it was close, but it came through. And you know what? Actually, I should thank the sports deities up there. Because usually that news comes through at like 7.01. And I know the morning show has that too. Like sometimes they're talking about things and they're waiting for news to come down and then their show's done at 10 a.m. and then 10 10 
news comes down. So I got to thank the sports deities for giving me some news today with Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan to go and coach the Chargers. Do I think he'll be successful? Yeah, I do. Do I think that he'll get along with ownership? Definitely not. I am not thinking he gets along with ownership at all. Matt Scraby here on The Scraby Show, 97.3 The Fan. Uh, if you would like to tune in, you can on the Odyssey app or 97.3 The Fan, SD.com or YouTube X or Facebook. But uh, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about the golf tournament that's going on at Torrey Pines, the Farmers Insurance Open, go through the leaderboard a bit. And Britney Spears, she's in the news for something that her rep is denying. But I think I have to tell everybody about it. And then we have the Daily Gripe, too, which the Daily Gripe is actually like a real topic. I saw someone that we've had on the show, Gwen and Chris, for multiple times, and they tweeted something that I had to bring up to everyone. So we'll do all of that when we get back here on The Scraby Show, 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back with you here on 97.3 The Fan, Matt Scraby. If you want to follow me on X or IG, it would be at Matt Scraby. So. And uh, I would like to say I'm still getting used to this whole stream thing and streaming on the, U- on the YouTube. I sound like Chris. Streaming on my computer over here, and then I also have to run the board and all this other stuff. But there's a, there's a lot of buttons that need to be pressed in for this all to work where the audio will go through the computer into YouTube and then everybody can still hear me. Well, I was notified that I don't think uh, people on the stream heard John Fisher talking. So note to self, I need to make sure all the buttons are pressed in before I play audio because that will not head over to the stream. So I'm sorry if you're on the stream and you... Where um, you 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 weren't able to hear the great John Fisher talking about how he gave it everything he had. It was very very annoying. It was very annoying. All right, um, the Padres. We haven't really talked about the Padres at all today, and that's because there's nothing to talk about. And there, I mean, we've had all the conversations about who should play here, who should they bring in, who should they move out who what who should they trade had all of these conversations and these conversations you know get a little stale after a little uh 
It gets a little stale after a little while, but the zero movement from the Padres is, uh, I guess, everybody already knows I'm a little concerned about things, and I still believe that A.J. Preller is going to be able to field the team. I, I, that's not changed. It's, he just can't show up with an incomplete team. It's going to come together. But I, I'm hoping that it comes together a little bit sooner than what we're currently seeing. I thought at least by now, there would be a couple more players on the roster, a couple more outfielders on the roster. And I, I I don't really understand. I don't really understand why there's like zero movement from the Padres. I know that they're working behind the scenes. I'm not saying they're not doing anything. I'm just saying that it's uh, it seems like something that I would want to take care of is getting some, some more outfielders on my roster, some more guys that are going to help me DH maybe um, cactus man makes a, Great point on the chat. Seems like all MLB is standing still. And it does seem like that. There's been a lot of people, players this offseason that haven't been able to get any jobs. And it's because teams aren't really willing to spend a bunch of money. And so there's a list of guys that are still out there that are good. And they can be, you know, they can be not a superstar, I don't think. But they can be good players, you know, good to great players. I'm not saying that Cody Bellinger is a good or great player, but I'm saying he's still out there, and I know that a team's going to give him a lot of money. Blake Snell is still out there. Jordan Montgomery is still out there. So there are big names out there, and I know that the that the Padres, are, are they check in on everything. We, we Every guest we ever talk to, and even Tony knows A.J. Preller personally, AJ checks on everything. If it can help the team, he's going to check on it. I don't know where he gets the energy from, but I, that's why he has that job and I don't. I, I just would like to have something more in place before spring training starts. Like if they show up pitchers and catchers, I think it's February 11th, Super Bowl Sunday, and they're still kind of short on outfielders. I know that they can still sign guys, but it's um, it's it, it's something that I think – I'm they're going to have to make a drastic move to complete the roster if they wait too long is what I'm trying to say here. So that's why we haven't really talked Padres baseball today. Um, I did see a hot take in the chat earlier, and it was that you Darvish is overrated. And that's it's a hot take for sure. I don't know if he's overrated. I think last year he had injury, and I think that. Last year just wasn't his year. It's really unfortunate it wasn't his year because they had just signed, they had just signed uh, Hugh Darvish to that big deal, and then he came out and he struggled most of the year. I think he's going to return to form. Everything you hear about Hugh Darvish was that he is dedicated. He is one of those professionals that continues to work on his craft even when he doesn't need to. So I think that. You Darvish is going to turn it around. I don't think that he's he's overrated at all. I just think he had a bad season. And again, every time I say they had a bad season, that goes for every single player on the Padres roster. Everybody had a bad season. Maybe Hassan Kim had some good moments here and there. But for the most part, as a collective whole, everybody had a pretty lackluster season. And so it's not just him. It's kind of like this Tyler Bass thing. I saw Josh Allen after the game, or not Josh Allen. I, I saw, 
I guess one of those talking heads. I saw them talking about Tyler Bass and how you shouldn't put it all on him, the Buffalo Bills kicker, when he missed that kick, because there's many different uh, things that could have happened during the game that would have helped the Bills win. Stephon Diggs catching the ball at the end would have helped them win. Other plays throughout the game help him win. So it's not solely on Tyler Bass. So that's like with the Padres last year. It's not just on one guy. It's not on Trent Grisham. It's not on Xander Bogarts. It's not on Manny Machado. It was on the collective whole of the team not playing together. And so that's also another reason why I hope that they get guys to go to get get them in uh, spring training quick. Because I don't want to have to do this thing again where last year we were saying, well, they need to gel a little bit. We They're just playing together for the first time. There's lots of new pieces. So they need to just play a little bit, and then they'll be fine. And then the two months went by, and they weren't playing better. And so it was it was concerning, and I don't want to see it again. I don't want to have to see them gel again, and that's why I think spring training is super important. One of the things that we said last year may have contributed to the slow start and may have contributed to the season that they had was the World Baseball Classic. The World Baseball Classic is uh, – it's – it was something that the Padres we said before they went that it wouldn't be it wouldn't affect them at all because they're going to be playing high level baseball they're going to be playing competitive baseball so if anything it's going to get them ready and if i go back to the world baseball classic stats i think that uh Juan Soto had a pretty pretty good world baseball classic and then we know how he started so i'm quickly going to go over to these world baseball classic starts stats if i can find them real quick of course, I'm going to have uh, trouble finding it on the air. But I, I do think that Juan Soto was one of those guys where I saw him playing and I was like, okay, this is great. He's going to start off on fire and he's going to be great. But then it ended up that he started slow and he came through at the end, but it wasn't what we wanted and it wasn't what we saw in the World Baseball Classic. So here is the uh, numbers for the World Baseball Classic. I have to go and find Juan Soto and all of them. So I'm just going to do a little search on the computer. Of course, he's not on the first page. Okay. Well, this is not working out for me. And this is something, you know, I need to work on when I am planning the show is maybe have this all ready to go. Uh, I'll, I'll get those numbers for you at some point, but I cannot find it right now. I don't know. Juan Soto definitely played in the, the World Baseball Classic. That's all I know. He played in the World Baseball Classic. But we'll look for that a little bit later. Again, Manny was also... Manny was also um, someone who played pretty well in the World Baseball Classic, but slow start as well. So we can't use the World Baseball, or we can't say that a spring training without actually being there and all the teammates playing together is, is we, we can say, I'm sorry, we can say that w- that could affect them because of what we saw last year. And I don't want to have to do that thing again. I already said it like five times, but I don't have to be like, oh, they got a gel. They just got to gel. They'll be fine after they gel. Everything will be all good after they gel. And they never gelled. All right. You're listening to The Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby. If you want to follow me at Matt Scraby, you can do that. Um, I just got a tweet saying you should be fired for my Clayton Kershaw tweet yesterday. Now, uh, I guess I'll talk about that real quick because I never really got a chance to talk about it. Yesterday, I put up a, a poll saying, okay, I'm going to ask you for the show. Should the Padres bring in Clayton Kershaw? Yes or no? There was over 1,100 votes 
And yes was 29%, no was 70%. Now, I was never saying that they should bring in Clayton Kershaw, but I really think that Clayton Kershaw is someone who may help the team now. I asked, because when I put this up, I got some comments saying, well, he would never play for the Padres. He would just never do it. And then Tony said to me, you know, he is that guy that like wants to play for one team throughout his entire career. So if the Dodgers give him that contract, then I guess he, well, I guess it's going to have to be a contract that he really wants because he's not going to just make peanuts, especially with what they signed Shohei Otani to, 600 or $700 million over 10 years. And we all know $680 million of it was deferred. So they have money for Clayton Kershaw. If I'm Clayton Kershaw, I'm like, hey, you want me. You guys obviously have some money because you're spending it and you're spending a lot of it. You've spent over a billion of it this offseason with all the guys you've brought in. So if I'm Clayton Kershaw's agent, I'm heading in there. I'm giving them a price. Take it or leave it. And if they leave it and call my bluff, then I guess we renegotiate. I, I That's why I'm not a – that's why I'm not – um an agent because I would be too easy to renegotiate with. That is for sure. That is absolutely 100% for sure. So I told you before the break that we're going to talk about Britney Spears real quick. And I looked for a Britney Spears song in the system, but I couldn't find any Britney Spears songs in the system. So this stinks. I'm not going to be able to, you know, have my best life with Britney in the background. But if you're now, Britney Spears is 42. And I got to tell you that when I got to tell you that when um, I was younger, I was a big fan of hers is what I'll say. I was what, 13, 14 when baby one more time came out. So Britney Spears was the thing. And as we know, over time, things got a little weird for Britney Spears. Things got really weird. You know, the conservatorship. Some of the other marriages that she had, some of the business dealings that she had. And I kind of feel bad for her. I really do. I feel like she's been through the ringer and it's kind of not her fault that she is the way she is sometimes. But here's a a news story that I saw this morning and I immediately knew I had to bring it up. And it would be that Britney Spears, uh, there is a, a magazine reporting that the Four Seasons in Westlake Village, I believe that's in L.A., has issued uh, Britney Spears a temporary ban after they received complaints from guests about her going topless at the pool and other odd behavior. Now, to uh, the I'm re- uh, reading what her agent said, but basically they denied everything that was being said here. And then Britney put up uh, two silent videos of herself striking poses, the article says, and she said, or she captioned the post because there's no real words in it or anything like that. It says, awkward silence. I love making people feel uncomfortable. Here's to gold. Now, again, they have denied this, but I believe it. Can I say I believe it? I, I think that's it's possible for sure. And it's definitely... Something that 13 or 14-year-old little Scraby would try to sneak into the Four Seasons to check out. I'm just going to say that and leave it right there. But she is denying it. So if anything, it didn't happen. 
I don't know why they would report this if it did ha- didn't happen when it actually did happen, or the other way around. But Britney Spears making news. Um, let's see what's going on with the chat. The chat went crazy when Britney Spears started talking, uh, or when I started talking about Britney Spears. The they're saying, oh, best Britney songs. Ooh, man, best Britney songs. I think. Oh, Anthony says Slave for You remix. That's a pretty good one. I got to go with I got to go with the original. Baby One More Time. Come on. Baby One More Time was like the thing that got her on the map. I know she was on like Mickey Mouse Club and all that, but I think Baby One More Time was <laughs> I keep being weird about my childhood and Britney Spears is a part of my childhood. But I that was like my first crush was Britney Spears. So, Baby One More Time was it. And then there were some other songs, too. I can't... Ooh, Oops, I Did It Again is pretty good. I'm not thinking of any other songs, though, right now that I can really pull off the top of my head. But if you have a favorite Britney song, leave it in the chat. Oh, Avril Lavigne over Britney Spears. What? What? That is crazy, because I'm a huge Avril Lavigne fan. And I have been a huge Avril Lavigne fan. When I was 18, I got Avril Lavigne's first um, album, and it was amazing. (laughs) Toxic is prime Britney, says Cactus Man. Castro also likes Toxic. I do like Toxic toxic as well. Um, Anthony says, I went to a Britney show in Las Vegas. She looked right in my eyes when I took a pic. I swear. That's pretty good. Charisma. Hey, what's up? One of my best moments at my wedding was singing to Baby One More Time with my besties on the dance floor. That's right. She also says Charisma does that. Uh, I should read the Britney book. Maybe I will. Maybe I will read the Britney book. I would say what she usually says, but I don't really want to swear on the radio right now. All right. Let's move into the Daily Gripe. And the Daily Gripe is actually kind of a serious topic because I saw a tweet from someone who comes on Quinn and Chris quite often. His name's Andrew Greif. He used to work for the LA Times, and he covered the Clippers. And we would have him on. He was always very good to us. He was always someone that when I texted him, he got back to me. And even if he couldn't do it, he would try to make it work for the future. So I always appreciated that. But he tweeted, this isn't kind of report I was planning on publishing today. I'm among those laid off at LA Times. I'm grateful for five plus years at the best job I've ever had. So that's what he put on X. But I saw one of the critics of this move quote tweet his tweet. And it was saying, like, the Clippers have never been more popular. The Clippers have never had needed more attention put on them. They are the biggest they're going to get right now. And so why are they firing good employees? I don't understand why good employees can't keep their job. Andrew Greif had glowing reviews from everyone. I don't understand why companies can't make it work to keep good employees. If I ever ran a company, it would be something where I would try and keep my good employees because employees are so hard to find. Good employees are so hard to find. And I don't understand why good employees are expendable to these companies. Here's a thought. Why can't executives take less money and give it to the people who are actually working? Like, that's one of the things that I think is when a company is struggling, why don't you put some money back into it from your own pocket? If you're the owner or the CEO, I mean, not from your own pocket, but maybe do a little bit more than just firing people because it's going to save on the salary. You know what happens when that happens? When that happens, I can just say that happens. You know what happens? Things suffer. They go the way of Sports Illustrated. That's what Sports Illustrated did. They laid off people. 
They started having other people write articles. No one really cared about Sports Illustrated anymore. And now Sports Illustrated is shutting down. So I feel bad for Andrew Greif. But the sad part is that this happens every day and no one talks about it. It's just accepted. So I wanted to talk about it. And I am glad that I got to my daily gripe. 10 seconds to go in the show. Thanks to everybody for joining me today. We'll be back tomorrow. Chris in studio. I'll have a scraby show starting at 6 on 97.3. Oh, that's easy for me to say. 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.